From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hi, 2P fam, and welcome to episode 38. Uh, We're almost at the end of the season, so I hope you guys are all caught up. But if not, well, you'll have time to do so after anyway. So Mm, I hope everyone had a wonderful Valentine's Day, if that was your cup of tea. I think by the time this comes out, it will be a few days past. Yeah, Valentine's Day, yeah. So, um, yeah, Um, I gnashed, but whatever, it's fine. I don't mind. Same here, so. Life goes on. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway... (laughs) Let's just hop into the news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So in the news, um, it's definitely not been a good couple of years for Johnson and Johnson. Mm. Um, now Johnson and Johnson is pretty well known. They make medical devices, um, consumer packaged goods, and pharmaceuticals. And from everything from baby powder to band aid, Johnson and Johnson is known for. Now, recent, most recently, Johnson & Johnson have been slapped with a lawsuit um, concerning talcum powder. Uh, when they said again? They, no, this was, I mean, it's a couple of years back, I think. Okay. They've been slapped with that lawsuit because there was asbestos in mm-hmm, talcum powder. Mm-hmm. And then also, they've been fined for fueling the opioid crisis by advertising highly um, addictive prescription uh, painkillers. So that's that. But most recently, uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson is back in the news because um, they, 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 they deceptively marketed pelvic mesh products in California. Ooh. And um, no, they've been sued in California, not that they, uh, they produce it in California. And they've been ordered to pay $344 million uh, for selling thousands of vaginal meshes implants and not revealing the side effects of these devices. Now, these meshes are synthetically surgically implanted with the vagina for women who suffer from incontinence um, or prolapsed um, pel- pelvises. Now, can I just yes, interrupt this? Yes. And usually this happens as a side effect of childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you have uh, prolapsing because of you having to push so hard and yeah. just things. Yeah. yeah. And even as you get older, sometimes you may cough. Uh, that's called incontinence stress. You may cough and mm-hmm. then you can control it or you may lift something heavy. And so people have that problem. Approximately 3 to 17% of women suffer at some point from incontinence. Now, um, the side effects of these uh, vaginal meshes have been very, very, like very, very wide ranged scarring, loss of sexual function, further incontinence, urinary and defecatory dysfunctions, um, painful intercourse, and just generally the quality of life has been reduced. Now, I just feel like large companies like Johnson & Johnson should know better. They're making a lot of money, so they should take their time in doing their research and development before they bring out a product. And even when they do, they should be upfront with it and say, these are the side effects, so that you have enough information at hand to make to make that decision because right? some people might still go ahead it depends the severity of what Absolutely. you're dealing with right so, so if you can you if you're the one who says okay i know all these side effects but i still happen to go in for i, I still want to do this transplant then at least you then, know right. you've made the decision based on the information that you know and um 
Uh, the urinary incontinence market is apparently thriving very well and expected to grow between the year 2020 and 2024. Again, if you know the side effects, then you're, you're well equipped to make good decisions. But then if you don't know, then it's sort of, I'm just going to try this. Mm -hmm. It may work. It may not work. And then you get Johnson and Johnson who get slapped with all these lawsuits. Right. And especially when they're promoting the thing as like some miracle cure, you know, without telling you what it's actually going to do. It is. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I, I just think it's really unfortunate. They could have done better to avoid all these things. And the fact that they've had so many lawsuses concerning And they keep things, having to pay. Yeah, they, they keep, keep losing. So it means so they're blatantly money. unethical about these I things. I don't know. As, as a brand, you're actually, you're ruining your brand. Mm -hmm. They probably think they have a large market share, so it may not affect them. Right. But then, because uh, as time goes on, they do on, have a monopoly, yeah. like Johnson and Johnson, yeah. Procter and Gamble. I think that there was some chart that showed, like when you really go down to, there are only about mm. maybe five companies yeah. max that mm. produce literally everything in the world that we use, all like from your cereal mm. to your milk to your lotion it's this all under the same parent company so mm. i guess they think they're too big to fail to fail yeah thing. but you never you you could fail you'd be surprised you're oh. never too big to fail and this is just a word of caution really to big brands small brands when you're putting out information out there be as transparent as possible let Absolutely. the customer make informed decision based on what you have given them not let them be guessing that mm, maybe maybe so maybe not you know and that's my in the news that's Pretty great short one. thank yeah. you wonderful mm. yeah Okay, so for my in the news, um, <clears throat> Lagos bans the use of motorcycle taxis in certain key areas. So that right. So starting from the first Monday in February, uh, the Lagosian governor decreed that um, Okadas and Okikes would no longer be able to operate in the central part of the city, which is heavily congested and known for having terrible traffic. Now, if you don't know what an Okada is, it's just like a motorcycle, um, like the type you would see in like a Chinese, you know, back in the day, those Chinese films where everybody mm. had motorcycles, just your basic, mm. not a fancy sport, like racing bike, it's a basic bike. And an Okeke is the two wheel at the back type. Um, mm. If you're here, it's known as Mahama Kambu. Oh. <laughs> Outside, mm -hmm. you might know it as a tuk-tuk because mm -hmm. it's uh, quite popular in some South Asian countries like yeah. Thailand, especially. Mm -hmm. All right. So those two, Okadas and uh, Okekes, have been banned. Now, according to officials, the ban was to ease traffic, obviously, congestion, uh, to address traffic safety, and also to address personal safety um, and civil safety, because apparently Okadas especially have been linked to being used as getaway vehicles for robberies yeah. in the city and so on and mm. so forth. Okay, so <clears throat> motorcycle taxi transportation is the most popular type of transport in Lagos. So the effect of the ban was that thousands of commuters on Monday, that Monday morning, ended up being stranded with unable to get to work because there were not in enough 
vehicles available for them to get into town. Right. Now, as I said, this has um, motorcycle, Okada and OKK are the most popular form of transportation in Lagos. So it caused a huge, um, you know, amount of human traffic and people stranded to the point where Twitter was joking that some people were riding horses, horses and yeah, stuff like I that. that. And I saw the horses, but I can't, I'm not sure. I didn't go in. I don't know if mm. it's specifically, but it was, it was hell, right? So needless to say, the ban has not been popular, neither with the commuters nor obviously with the OKK and Okada riders. So um, if you were listening a couple, I think it was two weeks ago, um, I talked about uh, road accidents. I mm -hmm. think that was last week. Yeah. And I gave some statistics, and I'll just go over them quickly. The world statistics for deaths per 100,000 is 18.2. That's the world average. Ghana, who is doing very horribly where <laughs> that is concerned, is at 26.2 deaths per 100,000 in traffic mm -hmm. for road fatalities. And Nigeria is, is at 20.5. Mm -hmm. So they're a bit better than us, but still doing better, quite yeah. terribly. Um, also, if you recall, I said that out the top 10 countries outside of one with the worst traffic fatalities or road fatalities in the world are all African countries. And mm -hmm. that one country is Thailand. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm getting at is I am a firm believer that Okada's, OKK's, and that kind of transportation mm -hmm. should not be allowed on our main roads. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, uh, especially, I mean, if you basically let me put it this way, if you've ever driven in a city where there are a lot of those things, or I won't have to explain myself. They thank you. They never seem to, especially in Ghana. I don't know when and why we decided that motorcycles don't have to obey traffic rules. They don't stop at traffic lights. They drive between lanes. They don't really drive in the lane. Some drive the wrong way on the road. They just do whatever the hell, and it creates a lot of commotion and confusion and their danger to themselves mm -hmm. and to everybody else and you're always driving with the with the you know worry that you're going to knock somebody down and then they'll come and be like hey you've killed them mm -hmm. meanwhile the person is doing whatever they don't wear helmets all sorts of things right so um I was actually kind of annoyed or mm. kind of distressed when I noticed that Okadas were catching on in Ghana. Mm. And that is something we adopted directly from yeah. Nigeria with the name and all, right? Because when I was growing up in Ghana, it wasn't... No, we didn't, it wasn't, ah, we didn't have... You're that. talking about growing up. Even ten, when I first got here, mm. it wasn't a thing. Wasn't then a all thing. of a sudden, as usual, MPs or whatever trying to buy votes started buying motorcycles mm. for jobless boys and saying they should use them for Okada and all this. So now... We go to Ashaiman, we have a huge Okada, there's some Okada thing there. Of course, parts of Accra, Circle, all this there. You can see where the Okada stations mm -hmm. are. No regulation, no oversight, no nothing. Again, I talked about licensing. Who said these people even know how to ride motorcycles? Mm -hmm. Nobody. They just get to sit get on, on it then, yeah. and say they're transporting people. <clears throat> it's dangerous for many, many reasons. Okay. Now... <clears throat> Um, so as usual, we are going to sit around and I hope Ghana is taking note that the situation became untenable in Lagos and they had to ban them. Yeah. We will, should actually do something about it now before it gets to that point, point where yeah. it becomes like a whole crisis. But this is the thing we always do. You get a, a cut, 
you get a wound instead of treating it with gentian violet and putting a band-aid on it there you and wait then, until you it's... wait until the thing goes gangrenous and your arm has to be amputated that's what we like we mm. don't like to address the problems mm. initially when they're manageable okay so of course of course because i'm sure some people are already thinking it there's the inevitable accusation of like oh you're just being elitist mm. uh your middle class privilege is showing you have a car these people mm. don't have car listen i have always maintained that poverty does not give you the justification and the excuse to go ahead and make the wrong choice mm -hmm. just to make a way if you understand what i'm saying um, being poor doesn't mean you should go and build a shanty town along the highway and start running up and down across mm. the highway. Mm. That is not the solution to the problem. Being that you're poor, yes, does not mean that you should start riding three on a motorcycle, one lady holding a baby. baby. And the, that is not the solution to that problem. Being poor doesn't mean that, okay, now you're going to hawk in the middle of traffic and be running in and out of the traffic. And, and that is not the solution mm. to that particular problem. So yes, I get it. And as usual, of course, we never seem to be able to do things correctly because as far as I'm thinking, when somebody came up with the idea that okay let's ban okadas mm. and okekes mm. somebody should have done a some kind of study okay how many daily commuters do we have exactly. in lagos how many people use, use specifically exactly. okada and okeke as primary transportation okay if we cancel that do we have a sufficient amount of buses exactly. and alternate forms of transport to pick up the slack? And that was Are we going to, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Yeah. What is the trans transition period? Was there a transition period? Did they announce it like a year ago to give people time to transition to other things like, or to buy the extra buses or what is it? It doesn't seem so because how come everybody woke up that morning and didn't know what to do? Mm -hmm. Like what, 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 what kind of life is this? I always say that for Africa to thrive, we need what? Creative solutions, solutions to, to our, our unique problems. Now, those are the two key words there, creative. So it can't just be like the regular stuff everybody else does because mm -hmm. again, our problems are unique. Other countries don't have millions of people who don't have cars and are relying on uh, <coughs> motorcycles yes. as, as taxis. They don't, so they will not have to deal with this. Therefore, you can't look to um, um, <clears throat> Tokyo or whatever it is and mm -hmm. say, okay, they are heavily populated urban area. What did they do? Because they don't use Okekes and Okadas there, right? We just, we create crises for no particular mm -hmm. reason. Okay, so. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and that was my problem with the ban. Like they didn't, the government didn't bother to find out how it would affect commuters. Right. They just like outright, but I, I just think that was, that was not the way to do it. And people are complaining. All. Of if course anything, people complain. They could if have phased it out. They could have done it in, 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 in bits or whatever, but then an outright ban and then the commuters suffer. Usually it's this is, stupid. would be at least a two, three year yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And at least everybody that is an Okada, because apparently they also had, People have Okada services, like an Uber for an yeah, Okada. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. some of these people are registered companies with government and all this. So you've ostensibly condoned, even supported these things. So to outright ban it one morning, doesn't it doesn't go sense. like that. No, it doesn't go no, like that. You need no. time to allow people to phase up. Two years is even short. It's usually like a five-year thing. You announce 2023 or whatever it is. Uh, you'll no longer be able to operate okadas and okay exactly. so people start will start thank themselves. you you don't i mean do i mean so you mean to tell me that 
all these big people in government, you this this basic. I don't know. People are just not thinking. I'm sorry, but you're not you're not thinking. If you if you get up and say you're going to make a decision, you're not thinking. You're not thinking of the people. You're just thinking of coming across as a hard guy in politics who got something done. Right. And they had police people with sticks beat the. T- I mean, I mean. You really need someone to tell you that when you're coming up with a plans or a decision such as this, it needs time to be implemented. You really, mm. you make thousands and people call you, hey, oh, boss, boss Oga, Oga. Mm-hmm. a big man, honorable, <clears throat> whatever. Yeah. And you can't, basics, the basics. Anyways, let me look. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense. Moving on. Me. But yes, I think we need to also make that announcement here. No more OKKs. Let me qualify that. Outside of the urban areas is fine because again, yeah, there are areas, areas yes, where, yes, where that is cars, taxis, thank you, yeah, that need yeah. them. Rural areas, things like that, perfect. But Heartland, Accra, motorway, you're on the motorway, and there's some little. And they're just weaving through. They're just, you know, it's rubbish. It's rubbish, to be honest. Anyway, so that's my two pastors. That's a brilliant one. All right. I hope the officials are listening. I really hope so that you can pick a Listen, if one of your uncles or whatever, but play it for him, just this segment, please, we better. Because. Insane. Okay. Right. And with that, we're on to something lighter songs of the week. I've got two songs for you today. The first one is a song called um, 40 Years by Flavor and Chidima. Mm. Now, Flavor, I think we all know him. Flavor Nabania, Chinedu Okoli is a Nigerian artist. Um, Please, it's Flavor. 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 <laughs> flavor. <laughs> Nabania. Flavor. <laughs> and his first album came out in 2005. He sings in Igbo. And that's just so beautiful. I love, mm-hmm. I love like hearing Igbo the, is ah, romantic. It's Listen, beautiful. Igbo. It really Shout is. Shout out to Igbo boys out there. And uh, his first album, uh, his debut album, Nabania, came out in 2005, I believe. And he's had about four albums since then. And uh, for the song 40 Years is, song, is a song of the five song EP uh, called 40 Years Everlasting. He made it with Chidema. And it's, it's, it's an EP that talks about appreciating love from a young age to old age. I know there were rumors about him and her dating or something, oh, but yeah, that's not really my business. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> That'd be cute though. Yeah. Cute little couple. Yeah. So Chidinma, she's also quite popular Nigerian songa, uh, uh, songa. singer. Singer. <laughs> singer, songwriter. Um, she won the third season of Project Famous Africa. I didn't oh, know. Oh, she was on Project. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Either. I didn't know that. And one of her, one of my favorite songs from her is "Falling in Love." I, I really like that song. And yeah, forty years. It's a, it's a beautiful track. The video is pretty cool as well. So you might want to go check that out. The second song that I have for you is from a South African artist called Elaine, and the song is "You're the One." She's 20 years old from Pretoria and an R&B singer. She started singing when she was six, she says, and she loves Lauren Hill and Beyonce. And uh, you are the one is off of her project called Elements. And again, Elements is also about love, all kinds of love. Um, so it looks like today I have a love thing going on. Mm. A love thing going on, so that's always great. I think she has a great future. I mean, I listened to the song and I thought it was pretty good. That's cool. And Check yeah, some, somebody worth watching out for. Mm. So that's my pretty awesome. short um, flavor and chilling my 40 years. And Elaine, you're the one. Okay, so for my songs of the week, I'm going to start off with 
somebody who is also very young and upcoming mm-hmm. and somebody I think who will be one to watch. And so my first song is by an artist called Be Botch and it's called Summer Vibe and it features another artist called Danny Draco. So exactly hmm. from where you taking these from? Yeah man, listen. Deep, deep, deep. SoundCloud actually. <laughs> So B-Botch, his real name is Blessing Botre, and he's a 21-year-old Afrobeats artist. And he was raised in Eastergon, and he said he was exposed to music early because his parents were fans of Michael Jackson. Who is it? And he used to follow his mom to the studio when he was young because she was a gospel singer. So basically, he caught the bug for music. Um, his first single came out in 2017, and he's had about five official singles since then. He has a latest song that came out just a couple of days ago called Panther. Um, however, this particular song, as I said, I discovered on SoundCloud. I don't believe it's an official release of his, um, but I just, you know, it was just playing random songs actually, and I, I, you know, I heard it and I was like, hmm, who is this? Because it has a vibe to it right it's not breaking the wheel it's not like you know transcendent as they say but transcendent but i i just it reminded me a little bit of yc there's a little bit of like a poesiata vibe in there it's familiar but it's familiar reminiscent of artists that i all like i like that i like so i'm like okay if you can find i suppose a slight bit more individuality right something that sets him apart from everybody else because as much as I love Afrobeat and Afropop, I think we can all agree that at some point a lot of the songs are starting Sounding to sound similar. the same. Yeah. You can't do UG kind of sound. Like they all kind of, and although the music is good, like it just kind of blends into a, it's like a rhythm at some point. Yeah. So I think there is a bit of that too, but I definitely like what he's doing. Um, I definitely think uh, he has a future. He'll probably pop soon. And don't forget when you heard it first. No, I'm just being silly. So yeah. Check that out, B-Botch, Summer Vibe featuring Danny Draco. Okay, so my second song is called What's Up Danger, and it's from the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Now, if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, please watch it. Listen, I don't even know how to describe to you how good it is. If you like animation, and if you like superhero films like Spider-Man, it is probably one of the best uh, superhero films I've seen. Like, I'm, I don't even know, I can't even begin to tell you how good that film I've is. I've had so many great reviews. It is, I, look, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm literally speechless. It's that, <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, so, and the soundtrack was pretty dope as well. And this song, What's Up Danger, is by an, uh, an artist called Blackway and uh, in a collaboration with a DJ duo called Black Caviar. Now, the interesting thing about Blackway is he's actually uh, KSM's son, Kweku Sintin Misa. Yeah, he was born Yao Sintin Misa, and he moved with his mom to New York in 2006, and that's where he's been. Um, He's released a couple of mixtapes, and he's signed to uh, Republic Records, and he appeared on this album, which got nominated actually for um, the best compilation for visual medium. So, and um, yeah, it's just it's 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 hip hop. It's a, first of all, Blackway is an amazing rapper. I must say, he's like quite good. I guess talent runs in their family. Because uh, Kweku Sintim is a for anyone who doesn't know, is one of our Ghana's most famed comedians and also actors. Um, so and the song is really good and. Again, like I said, the movie just moved me beyond imagine. Like I just loved it so much, and the part 
in the song where this, the part in the movie where this song plays is just, I cried. Let me just put it that way. It's not even a sad, it's one of those motivational, like, this is your time, go get it type moments. And it was absolutely perfect and made me love the song instantly. The song is great. Just generally speaking, so that's my second song, What's Up Danger by Black Away and Black Caviar. And then my the final song I have on here also made <laughs> I guess the theme is cry. songs that made me cry. <laughs> Listen, don't go tell anyone I'd be out here crying because my <laughs> reputation is at stake. Too late, I'm too a late. gangster. I don't cry. <laughs> what? Okay. <clears throat> the last song is by Alicia Keys featuring John Mayer and it's called Lesson Learned. So this was my before Adele came out before 21 came out this would be the song that i would listen to for catharsis and healing just cry my eyes out and move on when someone has done me dirty right this was the song so of course um it's alicia keys i don't need to talk much she has about six albums to date i rocked with her heavy heavy for the first two the first one the first two were flawless the third one was kind of half and half at some point alicia's vocals started getting screechy Mm. like screechy and out of tune i don't know what happened it was just kind of so this is kind of the album which has started happening because that no one song came no one and i was like can someone this is like like she she need a pitch correct anyway but it still had of course quite a few beautiful songs this being one and of course john mayer i don't know a lot of people may know him a lot of people don't he's a i guess rock artist rock pop um he plays guitar he's famed for that blues guitar and everything soul rock guitar and he's quite good he's in the news lately because of his uh, Jessica Simpson released mm, a book a and book, yeah. she's talking about their really messy, toxic relationship. So, yes, anyway, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, this particular song, um, uh, Lesson Learned, was off her third album, As I Am, which came out in 20, 2007. Sorry. And of course, it's just absolutely beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful. It just it will help you heal if you need it to. And uh, yeah, so that's just to recap my three songs Be Botch, Summer Vibe, featuring Danny Draco. Um, Blackway and Caviar with What's Up Danger and Alicia Keys featuring John Mayer with Lesson Learned. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Well, that's straight into What the F. So a 25-year-old woman um, flying from Hong Kong to Saipan was forced to take a pregnancy test. Ah. They asked her, she told them that she was not pregnant, but then they still asked her, I guess the staff still asked her to pee on a stick. Pretty humiliating. Now, of course, later, Hong Kong Express Airway apologized and said that they would stop this practice. Now, Saipan is the largest island of the Northern Mariana Islands, and it's a U.S. territory. Has been so since 1978. Interesting. And has been a popular place for women to go to and give birth. So, birth tourism. Now, in 2015... And it's where? Saipan. It's in, it's in the um, it's the largest island of the Northern Mariana Islands. I'll have to go look. So the, you're telling me the U.S. owns some land in Asia somewhere randomly. Yeah, I didn't know okay. this. Like, I, I was quite surprised. Right? To be I honest. mean, we know about mm. Puerto Rico and Hawaii and yes, stuff like that. Yes, but yes. What? I didn't know this. Huh? So people go there to go and give birth so and get U.S. citizenship. Okay. Wow. So in 2015 to 2016, 715 15 babies were born there in Saipan. 
95% of whom were chi of Chinese descent. Mm. And in 2018, more tourists than locals gave birth there. Now, birth tourism is a thing. Oh, I know definitely. Ghanaians do it. A I know lot. a lot of Nigerians also do it. They go to predominantly the US to UK, go and give birth. UK is, is that, I thought they, they, they scrapped that UK. Or they you can't get... Um, I don't know. Automatically, do you, do you still get huh, that? You can't. That, I I don't. Like you, can, you still can. You I still think can. so. Yeah, so. They go there, go give better that their children get citizenship. People, some people do this because they get better health care, but predominantly it's because their children can get um, citizenship. And it's actually not illegal to do so. If you can prove that you, you can pay for your hospital mm -hmm. uh, bills, you have the uh, necessary uh, docu documents, then it's actually not a problem. Although I do hear that uh, um, President Trump is of trying course, to change that. trying to ban that. Yes, yeah, so that when you go to the embassy and they say that you're pregnant, they can decide to deny you. No anchor baby, <laughs> whatever he said. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I just think it's a really short. I think it's unfortunate that they select, they, they point, they pick people out and say, are you pregnant? Are you not pregnant? Ex especially if it's not illegal. Well, exactly. I'm a little confused. Like, why? Yeah. First of all, I know that obviously you can't fly mm. after a certain stage yes, in your pregnancy. Pregnant, and I've, yeah. I've heard about, you know, Ghanaian women talking about how they waited until they were like six months and mm. then tied something oh. on their tummies to make because apparently if they notice, then they might turn you away. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think also a lot of people just go because like you're supposed to at least be able to prove you can afford oh, they, yes. to do. I mean, U.S. the U.S. healthcare system is ex Ex is wildly expensive, Ex expensive. right? Uh, you know, you can easily pay what ten thousand dollars. Yes, or that's more. what they said. Ten thousand from ten thousand uh -huh. dollars. Yeah. So, and some people get on the plane knowing they don't have no ten thousand dollars and go to the hospital. And if you've already given birth, what are they going to do? Gonna do? Like, they're going to do. They're going to push it back you. into your, you know. So, people, I think there is an element of that. So, people are now like you can get to um, the the immigration, and they're like, mm, no, go mm, back or whatever. Mm. But apart from that, and the health risk of flying when heavily pregnant, pregnant yeah. why? How can you just be get, giving people pregnancy? That means yeah, she didn't wrong. look that's pregnant the, in any way. And that's, that's that's discrimination. You shouldn't. The, it's you shouldn't discrimination. Be able to, to do it's a violation it's of your rights, and it's it's not an airline. Who are you? Why do they have pregnancy sticks on board? Like what? So that was a bit of a what hmm. the F moment for me. Like, absolutely. Like, she should have refused. If I was, I was like, absolutely not. But exactly. then she probably wanted to catch a plane. So she said, let me just do it. Show that I'm, I'm not pregnant and then go on with my Insanity. day. Insanity. That's ridiculous, you know. So, yeah, that's my what the F, really. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> no, I've never heard of this place things. to begin yeah, with, I much less. I hadn't either. Because when I said Saipan, I said, that sounds very Asian. So let mm -hmm. me go check. Unfortunately, I didn't check exactly where it is. Mm, All I know is in the Northern Mariana look. Islands. Interesting. Yeah. I was like, well, the U.S. is over there as well. Okay. What are they? What are they asses doing there? What? Why are you owning people? I, 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 I'm not even getting to that today. <laughs> okay. So my in the F in the F <laughs> today is Bush Bush Day. It happens. Oh my God! Listen, it's very hot. It's That's hard, all I can yeah, say. We're, we're melting here. Yeah. My what the F um also takes place in. South Asia, in this time, oh, well, not South Asia, East Asia, mm -hmm. uh, South Korea, rather. And uh, remember one time on Eddie's, I don't remember what segment, she talked about how Koreans were checking themselves, were having fake funerals, funerals about yes. for themselves. Yeah. Um, well, this time they are checking themselves into fake prisons. Hey. Yes. <laughs> so look. Daily life in Korea has got to be stressful AF because people are doing the most mm -hmm. and all it's for is just to get a bit of peace of mm -hmm. mind, right? Mm -hmm. 
Now, one of the most popular prisons, voluntary prisons, has hosted over 2,000 people since it opened. Uh, most of them are office workers and students trying to escape the rigors of Korea's very, very demanding mm. work and academic culture. Now, you may have, you may remember, one of us has mentioned here that Korea has one of the highest suicide rates in the yes. world, actually second highest. If I'm not mistaken, number one is Japan. Mm. I, I'll have to check that. But mm. um, clearly their, their work culture is extremely, extremely demanding and stress-inducing. So people have taken to checking themselves into these prisons just to get you know some mm. one to two days of complete peace yeah, quiet and do nothing mm. so they do take the prison element quite seriously when you go you're issued a blue uniform <laughs> you can't have a phone in there you can't have a clock in there you're not allowed to talk to any of the other inmates mm. there's no mirror you can't even look at yourself the cell is very small and um, you're issued a sleeping mat you have to sleep on the floor mm -hmm. and then they give you a pen and a notebook and even the diet is very restrictive they only give you potatoes bananas rice porridge very bland diet wow, wow. yes so like a real prison really. yes mm -hmm. like a real real prison and apparently people love it <laughs> and um they love it sorry they love it because they know they're going back to their life if they were there forever <laughs> you i know not love i it. know yeah. well like i said there's a difference yeah. between voluntary prison yes. and Yes. Clack clack <laughs> for real for real. <laughs> so apparently, attending one of these uh, custom-made prisons costs about ninety dollars a night. So it's not even cheap, you know, mm. to go and sleep on the floor and eat rice porridge. <laughs> um, and most of the people say they come out feeling peace and happiness. And one of the inmates, quote unquote, said that the true prison wasn't this cell, but actually the outside world. Mm. So people are really, really getting stressed. And uh, we've talked about, you know, lots of things about finding happiness and yes. how to make you dealing with depression and things like that. And it's sad that, you know, society has gone to a point where people have to take these extreme measures, measures just yeah. to get a little bit of peace and quiet and, and mental, I guess, restoration. Mm. Um, but it goes to show, I mean, we are... I'm going to throw some shade here, but I'm just going to say that in most as most African countries mm. can't relate because <laughs> we have such a poor work <laughs> ethic <laughs> around. Like we'll never be able to conceive mm. what it means to work so hard that yeah. you literally go home and kill yourself because because mm. we are just like, ah. Well, what is the saying? I cannot kill myself. Cannot, That's what we say I over here. I cannot come, come and kill myself. myself. I'm two hours late. Take it or leave, leave it. it. Yeah, or got lax about no okada. So I came late. So, mm, so I had to find a horse um, or a donkey. So mm. please, I'm going for lunch. I won't be back because I have to go to the market. No problem. Like you know, we don't we don't play that. And even though our productivity and whatever everything else are very low because of it. Maybe there's a balance in between, mm. somewhere on the spectrum between us mm. being completely inefficient and foot dry. I mean, some of the, let me not even get started. <laughs> you go to an office and you go and talk to the secretary and the speed with the, like, she's like, mm. it's like, you're Yes. After as she's watching, using one eye to watch a telenovela mm -hmm. and the other eye to listen to what you're saying, mm -hmm. like, have a seat. And you're like, okay, are you going to get up and call someone? And she's like, La 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 la. <laughs> Taking a sweet time. Taking a sweet time. You know, maybe we need to. I don't know. Who was it? Which country? 
one of these Scandinavians, because you know Scandinavia always be on mm. it. They decided to have is it four four, four working yeah, four, four work, uh, a four, four day week, work four, week. Four, yeah, exactly. And it hasn't really affected because they're like the longer you stay here, if you're not really feeling it, you won't be working efficiently anyway. We need to come up, you know, we can find that type of behavior. Mm. Let's not get to the point where. We're either killing ourselves because we're so stressful or we can't progress as a nation because we all too chill. Yeah. You know. So anyway, that's my what the heck this week. (laughs) Yeah. Good one. Good one. Right. Okay. And with that, we're at two passwords. My two passwords today is on breast ironing. Mm. Now, Mm. in what is a very outdated and totally useless practice, it seems as though um, breast ironing hasn't stopped. This has been in the news for a couple of years now, but then recently I happened to see it again. So I thought this is a good place to talk about breast ironing. Now, breast ironing is the process of or procedure of flattening a girl's chest or breast with the outcome of delaying breast growth. Now, they use hot stones, they use pestles, they use hammers, they use all sorts of things, grinding stones. Sometimes they bind and tie mm-hmm. just repeatedly to sort of break up the breast tissue or to slow the growth rate. Now, breast uh, ironing is a practice that is um, it's something that's practiced in um, a lot of African countries, but to the stats later. Now, by all terms, uh, breast ironing is, is child abuse. Thank it's you. It's cruel. Thank and you. And you're basically setting up your child for mental and uh, physical scarring. Thank it should you. be stopped. Absolute rubbish. So you're basically saying that she has to cope with something that is no fault of hers. Mm-hmm. So because now, the patriarchy. I'm listen. sorry. I'm, I'm on one today. <laughs> I can tell. So why is breast ironing done at all? Usually, mothers claim it's done so that their children, their daughters, don't get unwanted attention from boys. So, no unwanted sexual attention. They don't, so they don't get raped to delay sexual activity. Huh. Yada 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 yada. Huh. I'm saying that you're targeting the wrong group. Thank you. Thank you. It's stupid. It's stupid. What you're telling me? Why don't me you is, go pound penises then? This is exactly what I thought. But I said, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to say that because it might sound a bit too that's, much. That's listen. Don't go pound penises either. We shouldn't do <laughs> any of these things, right? It shouldn't. Ha- How about you talk to your children? Let's start there. Yeah, so what you're, what you're basically saying is that you're willing to maim your daughter's body so that you can cater or pander to a man who cannot yes. control his urges. Who, who cannot so control called, his... So-called, because yes. in quotations, right? Because yeah. they can. Yeah, exactly. He can't control his urges. He can't control his fantasies. So you're going to destroy your daughter so that you can pander to him. Is that, that doesn't sound like sensible to you at all, right? And again, this goes back to having control over a woman's body. Mm-hmm. Because because you as a man, you've seen me with my sexy because body. Because the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're telling me that, okay, you see me like this fine girl like me. I've got a nice body. But because it's worrying your eyes, I need to do something to myself so that you feel better. Do you know how stupid that sounds? Listen, and some of you all, and you know, we have, you know, the contingent of fake Christians is very prominent and very loud out Mm. here. And I'm like, you know, when they're always like, women should dress decently, wear something long, stay indoors. I'm like, doesn't the Bible say something about if your eye is bothering (laughs) you, pluck it out? Why don't we start there? Pluck your eye out. How about that? You want to pound someone's brain. Because it really does cause scarring. It does. Like you can, you know, and destroy it. Like it's absolutely physically unhealthy. And of course, the mental, like of having someone 
pound from childhood it's just like also all this all the uh, the argument for breast ironing is null and void when you consider that rapists rape people that do not have breasts thank you and with no problem okay if they're gonna rape they're gonna rape breast or no breast it won't save you Mm. it's just uh, i don't know i I don't i don't want to go on and some people say okay um they're um, some mothers say, okay, it's because they want to keep their children longer in school so that they don't get pregnant, blah, blah. Some people say it's because, oh, all of my friends have done it, so I also want to do it. And I don't want to go on another tangent about tradition and culture. Mm-hmm. Is our culture, is our culture. Hmm. Some of these things that you say our culture are bringing you absolutely nowhere. Thank you. In the name of tradition, the name of culture, you've got to think. Just because it was our culture doesn't mean we need to bring it into the new era if it's not useful. We used to bury children with sheaves. Is that supposed to we keep doing that because it's our culture? Let's not. Let's so, not. A 12-year-old died because a stone had burned through her breasts. Oh, God. Another woman developed a hard lump, which it eventually turned out to breast cancer. Mm. And apparently doctors are, and some nurses are saying that there seems to be a link with breast ironing and breast cancer. Of so course, that is, I'm not surprised. That's just um, I'm not surprised in the least. Another had an infection, including breastfeed, and a host of other issues. It's just basically infection, psychological trauma. Breast ironing is rubbish. Stop it. Now, so back to the stats. Uh, breast ironing is common in Western and Central Africa, Guinea-Bissau, Chad, Togo, Benin, Cote d'Ivoire, but also Kenya and Zimbabwe. But it's particularly common in Cameroon. And mm-hmm. that's why I also first heard of it from Cameroon mm-hmm. and breast ironing. They seem to have a, uh, a thing for that. So, And worldwide, 3.8 million teenagers are suspected to have been affected by breast ironing. That's just way too much. Okay. And the UN describes ironing as the most underreported crime associated with, associated with gender-based violence. Again... Those who need to take respons- those who need to take responsibility for their actions should do that. No woman, no girl needs to suffer because you cannot control or because you are just a pervert and just a, a stupid person. Exactly. How, how is that even you making know. sense, right? Um, again, this whole thing is, is a power play. Me as a woman, I need to do anything that I can for mm-hmm. you as a man so that you can live your life, but then I can Inclu- suffer. Including mutilating my yes. child. You know? Hmm. Let's Let's... Again, you know, you guys know. Again, I keep repeating. You know how I feel about sexual predators. You know how I feel about rapists. We should be addressing them and leave the little girls to go and have a beautiful life. And that's Thank my you. two pesos on wonderful, first wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And of course, as Eddie has said, like a lot of you, well, not you guys, because you guys are awesome. Hello, Mwah. <laughs> Um, A lot of the other people out there, the minute they hear the word patriarchy, then they tune out. Mm. But the evidence is there. Like, for example, how many cultural practices involve mutilating and maiming boys? Mm, mm. I'll wait. Mm. Apart from circumcision, Mm, right, mm. which some people have complained about and protested about. But there are there is like actual like sign the health basis um for that in some you know you're less likely to get certain types of cancer infections things like that and even then it's not you know people are saying that you shouldn't have we shouldn't do it please male circumcision is what we're talking about yes yes (laughs) male circumcision (laughs) right because i was talking about mutilation of voice right um whereas on the other hand you have something like fmg which has no basis except to again control the women's sexuality control it's always about control control, power making sure that the women stay one step or multiple steps behind below and beneath the men it is 
patriarchy. It is a patriarchal system. It's endemic. It's somatic. And we're not going to stop talking about it Mm-mm, because no. you have to acknowledge that it exists before you can address it. So we need to get... And then, again, like I said, there are patriarchy princesses out there, women who go out of their way to uphold mm. these distorted you know these distorted practices like these breast the breast pounding it's the women doing it to their daughters it's yes, not the men exactly. doing it the f exactly. the female genital mutilation it's the women that mm-hmm. carry out the practice mm-hmm. and they'll be like well it was done to me and so you also it, yeah. do it how can you how can you how like can i really you? don't know what's the argument for ironing somebody's breast what's the other uh, genuine argument that makes sense i can't find one sorry we have to start realizing that men are also individuals with brains and pro- I don't understand why we treat anytime we talk in this context mm. is as though the men are like children. Yeah, they're actually Three, they're not like toddlers mm. who just they don't know how to control themselves. So mm. we can't do anything about that. So we're going to be over here mutilating our, our female kids. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, And then on the other right. hand, then you say the man is the head of the household <laughs> and is only one that can be the president or the boss because he's a man, which is it if he's, you only know, pa- which is it? Is he very childlike and unable to control his impulses and therefore we must protect ourselves from them? Or are they the, the you know, the iconic leaders and whatever and the only Pick ones one. qualified to make decisions around here? Which is it? Because it can't be both. And that's why this kind of stuff is so stupid because it's, it's stupid. like... It's stupid. It's annoying. Why? Hmm. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> Let's just nah, move on, please. Just, I, I read these things and I, I get so upset and I get so annoyed. Like, why are people not able to think in and 2020? See you get see, up and yeah, look and at I, your baby and 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 put hot iron. And they're doing and, this in the UK. There are mothers who live in the UK with it and they are doing these things because. There. And of course, now it because if you go and interfere, they're like you're not respecting. Uh, uh, cultural exactly, diversity exactly. and it's racism and discrimination but it's not you're abusing you're someone abusing your child you're abusing your child who at that point is a uk citizen so they have rights now you can't go around pound uh, pounding uk kids breasts you just can't sorry and you shouldn't be in the first place it's ridiculous it's ridiculous like <sighs> anyway shall we move on yes let's move please mm. Mm. all right <laughs> so my two pesos this week is uh, kind of loosely structured. It's not something educational or anything. Mm. It is about being 30 plus and single. Oh boy. <laughs> no, let's, let's oh, go. Yeah. Let's go there. Because <laughs> I got a lot to say. <laughs> so um, <laughs> now it seems like the minute you cross over into 30, actually, mm-hmm. even before that, because people be extra these days, if you're 27, mm. they start asking you questions, yeah. right? Um, but the minute definitely when you cross over into your 30s and you don't have a ring on your finger, then you get tagged, yeah. right? And I always like compare it to having leprosy, actually. Mm. People are sympathetic. Yeah. They feel sorry for you, mm. but they also find you disgusting and mm. don't want to be close, yeah. right? <laughs> and there must be something wrong right. with you. There has to be some fundamental mm. flaw in your personality or character why you, quote-unquote, can't find a man who wants to marry you, yeah. right? Um, now, also, people start to wonder, A, hey, <laughs> is there a generational curse at play here? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, of course, you have, you know, pastors and churches arranging I must marry or die conferences. <laughs> I saw one. That was two years ago. I must marry or die. And it was a week-long conference. <laughs> I don't know what you were supposed to go do there all week. I guess pray hard that God blesses you with a husband. Mm. Uh, you have the friends who start playing matchmaker by yeah. force. Or the aunties and stuff who, you know... Um, are desperate to show concern and find your man so they'll mm. be like oh you know i met this guy yes i mean he has very bad body odor and he's oh, missing some teeth or whatever made, but, but oh, makes money so. yeah manage him like that or even if he's poor you have money so my because you need a husband yeah. you must have a husband um i have four things to tell you today mm-hmm. one don't fret <laughs> And the, okay, let me put it into two things. One is don't fret, but do focus. Mm. And two, don't panic, but do reflect. Nice. All right, so let Love me it. let me try it because I was just like, I mm. wrote this at 3 a.m., so please, it might not make much sense. But So, of course, don't fret. Don't sit there and worry, okay? Is there something wrong with me? Am I not pretty enough? Mm. Am I not smart enough? Has someone put a generational curse on me? Because <laughs> less, less, hey, I don't know. Um, why are all my friends married, but not me? Why mm. do all my friends have kids, but not me? Some people are on their second husbands, right? And I can't get a call back. What's mm. going on, right? This is all unhealthy. Because I think deep down, you know there's nothing wrong, wrong with you. You, yeah. you know you're pretty enough because uh, ugly girls get married all day long. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it real. Or shall I say, people that aren't considered conventionally attractive yes. for the yes. society in which they live. Because <clears throat> we all know beauty is subjective. And ugly here could be bombed somewhere else. So, yeah. you know. Don't worry about all that stuff because it's not going to help you at the all, at the end of the day, and all it will do will lead to depression probably. Mm. Or you make a decision and that you thank you yeah. and panic, which was the second thing I was talking about, right? And I'll come back to that. So instead of fretting, do focus. And what do I mean by focus? All right, as they say, you don't, you didn't, you don't have a man. Did you die? <laughs> You gnashed on Valentine. Did you, you die? Are you? But did you die? You woke up the next morning and went about your business. Is it? Is it not? Okay. <laughs> they didn't give you flowers. If it's flower, you go chop. Mm? Listen. Focus on the positive aspects of your singledom. This is what I do because I am over thirty and my ass is single as they come. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. For me, the mo- the thing I cherish the most about being single is that I can do whatever the hell I want. Now, yeah. when you get to a certain age, this is like so underrated, as they say on Twitter, because you'll have kids or whatever. The ability to wake up and just and do just go, whatever yeah. you want to do with your free time is, is something you will miss when it's gone. And you will, won't realize how much of an asset and a valuable thing you had. So whilst you have it as a single Enjoy person, it. use it and enjoy it right so do you want to go to the movies you don't have to ask hey do you want to see this mm. movie with the, what movie should we watch oh but then for, but the kids can't you get up and you go, go. Yeah. call up a friend hit the theater who if they don't want to see it you go by, by yourself. yourself yeah mm. <laughs> you don't have to spend your saturday at your husband's boss's mother's funeral <laughs> right because he's like oh i have to go my boss's mother is dead mm. and then you have to tag along because husband so you're mm. sitting in some village on a Saturday sweating. 
You don't have to do that kind of thing. Not <laughs> if you don't want to, right? Um, you could do, there's so many other things you could do, right? Um, <clears throat> focus on your bag, as they say on the internet. What's your bag looking like? Mm. Do you have money? Mm. If you don't have money, why are you thinking about husband? Focus <laughs> on your money. Do you want to start a business? Start your business because these are the things, again, you may not have the flexibility to do, to yeah. do mm. when you're married or when you're in a relationship and then inevitably you have kids if that's, that's, that's your vibe, your mm. flavor, right? Focus. Focus on yourself. Focus on self-improvement. Focus on the things that you can do to make your life better, your happiness, your wholeness. And then, and like the man becomes secondary mm. because we all, we, we're not done working on ourselves. Absolutely not. We, ha we really not. And 30, your 30s are the critical years, mm. right? To do all these things. The, you know, when you have the self-assuredness now, you have this, the clarity, you know who you are better than you've ever known at any other phase in your life. So therefore, you know what you want for the first time with assurance and like a bit of intelligence because mm -hmm. in your 20s you're like yeah i want to um be a princess or whatever so <laughs> that's not what i'm talking about how do i meet william or harry that's mm. not what we're talking about here in your 30s you're like okay so i guess i'm not gonna be a princess so here's what i'm gonna do instead you should be somewhere in your career do you have a career? Mm. If not, best get one or something. Be do get up and be doing, as they say, mm. and stop this boy boy business. You know? Do you know what I mean? And being single doesn't necessarily mean that you're unhappy or Thank you're sad. You. It, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And I'm saying deep you know? down, is you're not. It's the other people who insist that you should yeah, be worried yeah. and concerned That's, that then you honestly, start like oh mate should i be am i it's you true. know it's true focus don't fret focus that's mm -hmm. the first thing i wanted to say now part two don't panic but do reflect so don't panic again this is self-explanatory when you fret and fret and fret and you let people be like oh my god hey by this time, time you should you be having three two children. children yeah you, you will panic you just... will start to be like hmm maybe I, you know i can deal with body odor all i have to exactly. do is insist on him using lime and, and then a lot maybe of we'll people do, do this yes. they just end up you know settling let me so just, or if he doesn't have money well you know? because i focused on my bag and doing well so mm, if he doesn't have money cry maybe i'll just marry him like that and money no don't do it do not make stupid decisions in a time of panic do yeah. not become a desperate housewife because that's 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 for a lot of people i feel like they just settled they got panicked and they settled and they ended up in disgusting marriage and they hear them complaining and they like hear them i complaining. said desperate housewives Jeez. there's all these uh, groups on Facebook hmm. full of wives complaining about the misery of their day-to-day -day lives with their husbands. There was one, I was telling Eddie, some woman came to ask advice about oh. what she should do because her husband doesn't like to flush the toilet after he goes, does a number two, and she got fed up of flushing the toilet after him, and she didn't do it one day, and he came home, <laughs> and he was upset. Why didn't you flush the toilet? And she's like, why can't you flush the toilet? And he's like, because I'm a man. I'm you your see, husband. And that's the thing. For me, for example, I can't deal with that. For me, that's reason not to get married to you. Of it's, course. It's not, I cannot deal. I cannot deal with cleaning up after somebody. I just can't. If you're not my child, I will not be cleaning up after you. And even no. the child, once you get to a certain yeah, age, you do I'm like, <laughs> Like my nephews and my nieces, when they've played, I say, mm, come on. 
pack your things. Oh, you know, because they need like to learn little it. toddlers. I oh. make it a game. Let's put the toy in the box game. <laughs> you they lie bad. You pick it and it's put just, it in there. I don't know. So what you know, full of people going through hell just so they could say, you know. Maybe I got my BA, maybe I got my MA, mm. uh, maybe I have a PhD, mm. but the MRS, the Mercedes, is the most important thing. It isn't. It really isn't. It really isn't. And yeah. I know it's hard to saying it is easy. Believing yeah. it is much di- more different. Yeah. But like, like I said, I'm getting to the second part. Reflect. Mm. Reflect. So let's do some reflection. Ask yourself, what do you actually want? want yeah. Do you really want a husband? Do you even really have, I don't think many people have even <laughs> asked themselves that because they don't feel like it's an option. Like, it was like, I have yeah, to get, get married. Do yeah. you really want to be married? And if you do want to be married, you do want a husband. Why? What do you want out of it? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you just broke? <laughs> you know, yeah, because people get married because right? of potential or the guy is rich or something, you know. When I was younger, I, I used to, you know, I used to tell my, my dad or whatever that, oh, I'm not feeling too well or mm-hmm. I'm hungry. And he'd be like, you're just bored. <laughs> really you're just bored mm. some of the you know some of the hunger like oh i i feel like eating it you're just you're mm, literally just, just bored. bored yeah do you want a husband or are you just broke because those are two different things are you looking for someone to rescue you mm. or do you genuinely want the companionship the ship, yeah. that a husband brings do you need a place to stay is that why you're getting married let's let's be honest let's really reflect and right? I keep, so i have to so i have to keep telling her I, I, I talk to a friend of mine i keep telling her that like if i want to get married it has to be deliberate it Thank shouldn't you. be a, a place where the guy says mm, at this point i think i'm ready so the next woman that comes, comes my along way, yes i don't want that kind For of what? thing and then later he said mm, no i didn't start loving you until yeah two years but we are going to die in, in a year now so uh that's that's what it is i but don't want that life kind is. of what no. do you mean what do you no. mean by that like what's that uh, no, no, no. um <clears throat> now okay again you're fretting about everyone around you seeming happily married are they are they <laughs> truly have you really analyze people's relationships the ones that you think are goals or whatever and know what they're going through and ask yourself would i be able to deal with that people would are you people, people are living in unhappy marriages people are living in sexless marriages Thank you. people are frustrated is i mean it, is it worth it to you yeah to have to flush away someone's doo-doo just to say you have a husband or to be walking and your husband has two cars and he doesn't want to give it to you and then you get a car and he's like, your car is nicer, Mine. so give it to me. And if you don't want to, then he's complaining. Are you going to divorce you? Do you, do you, can you, you deal with that? Thing, yeah. you can you deal with yourself. that? Ask yourself these serious questions, right? Um, you know, now here's the other thing. Now, zooming, because of course, I'm not, you know, going to just dump all over marriage. There are some, mm. it's the right kind of marriage. Yes, it's the one that is truly oh grounded in love. Yeah. The one where you're truly compatible. You enjoy each other's company. company yeah. Nobody is you know? here because of some desperation. Nobody, you know, no, nobody's here because they panicked. Everybody's here because they want to be. Now, if that's what you're looking for, which I feel like that's what we're all looking for. What have you done about it? Here's the other thing. Reflect on that too. Mm. Do you go out even? <laughs> That's my sub. <laughs> That's my sub too. Stay in the it's house like, and hope that a guy yes. comes into my bedroom. How's he going to get there? Wouldn't that be an invasion? I know. Wouldn't I that know. be like That's an armed robber or something? How is a man going to know you're even there when you're literally laying in bed watching Netflix? <laughs> which, <laughs> you know. Have you made any steps to actually go meet people? Right? Mm-hmm. 
um, you know. So there's that. Be proactive. If you're looking for, you have to be proactive. Mm-hmm. You have to take the steps to meet the person you want to meet. And the thing is that sometimes you feel like, oh, I've seen it all before. It's the same old thing. Getting to know somebody. Oh, you ask all these questions. You go on a couple of these and then you find out, ah, oh, he's trash. Like, yeah, what and about, you know, like, like, oh, again. A waste of outfit. Ooh. A waste of makeup. <laughs> you know, a waste of eyebrows. It's just, it's like so much effort. And it is. And so that's where you reflect, okay, do I really need this? Because if, going out on a date is such a chore mm. maybe i don't really need to i don't yeah. i'm not that pressed to meet yeah, someone and that's yeah. the thing don't be pressed yeah, don't let be. it happen but don't be stupid either be proactive but don't be pressed about it uh, and whatever another one bites the dust mm. if you the vibe is not right don't go you don't have to go like you don't, don't force thank it you. exactly don't force after it. the first day this you're not compatible that's it you don't have to force it because you're like oh but i'm over 30 now so i can't just be <laughs> Listen, all those people that tell you not to be picky. Listen, this is the time to even be pickier. <laughs> Honestly, to even be pickier. I had this conversation sister. recently that there's no way I'm going to settle. I'm sorry. Like, maybe I'll turn 67. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to settle for somebody who's cheating. I'm not going to settle for somebody who's a liar. I won't do it. No. And then, of course, when you say things like that, people you are say, like, ah, well, don't then you all lie. Or then you won't have a husband. Or then That's I'm like, so yeah, weird. all right. Like, again, I'm just, I just need you to understand that a husband is not a necessity no matter what anyone tells you it's only a necessity if you didn't focus on your bag focus on yourself focus Mm -hmm. on your happiness focus on your career and focus on having independently somewhere to live and something to do And after that, it just becomes a want and not a need. Yeah. Do you understand? And there's a fundamental difference in how you approach wants versus needs. Yeah. And I guess, I guess to sum this all up <laughs> in a one-sentence nutshell, hang in there, don't fret, don't panic, but do reflect and do focus. It's brilliant. Amazing. Right. Amazing. See y'all. Bye. <laughs> I'm thirsty. This is nice. Bye. All right, then. See you next week. Bye, Bye. guys. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.